0: Coming at you for the final time in the month of May. It is a sports bet on ESPN UP. Tanner Hoops with you Friday afternoon. Glad to have you along as always. We get set to end the work week. Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal here per usual on Fridays. What's up, Ryan?
1: Not mad. Uh, I like the weather today. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> been different. Yeah, it's uh, kind of pleasant. Uh, you know, when I got in the car, it was seventy. I think the high today was like close to seventy. It was you know cloudy, cloudy. over lunch. I thought it was going to rain. Yeah, but uh, you know. Sun peaked out uh I like it now that it took forever to get to this point <laughs> up here, but it seems like spring has finally arrived I think. like you know with like the first day of summer like in just a few weeks it's like we're gonna get like three weeks of spring.
0: I mean, the u p really does make you wait until the
1: equinox or whatever june twenty first to be able to say it's officially summer yeah it's uh you know, or sometimes even after that. Like, mm. you know, I, I've been waiting sometimes where there'll be a stretch of rain in June, like right at the at the summer solstice. <laughs> so it's like you won't hit like actual full summer temperatures till like July or something. Is that what like, they
0: call it? Is it a solstice in June and December and the equinoxes fall in spring? I believe so. You're probably right. I don't know.
1: If I, know. I, I, I remember some of my junior high <laughs> science class stuff so yes yeah, so i think it's a solstice in the summer
0: i didn't pay attention in those so i'm glad you did yeah. you're able to set everyone on the right path i was leading us astray <laughs> i tell you what though it is the final day of may it's gonna be june tomorrow looking forward to it. it's gonna be a busy day in the up between district softball track meets going on what have you
1: it's gonna be a lot of fun seeing what everything is uh going on and then the results after yeah it's uh the spring sports are winding down. The Up track finals are going to be in Kingsford on uh, tomorrow. That's where I'll be. There's going to be uh, softball district tournaments. That's where our That's part-time where rider be. yep, our part-time writer will be there. Because um, I can't be in two spots at the same. time. Is he time. going to Westwood Districts or to Manistee? I, he's going to the Westwood District, so he'll be okay. there, and you guys can chat or something. Like I'll be that. there. I'll be doing PA for Westwood softball districts tomorrow. All right. Yeah. I. Uh, um, the track finals are always interesting. We had the UP Golf, you know, finals are this week. Um, the UP Tennis finals this week. Nagani repeated as D1 Championships for the fourth year in a row. Westwood gets back on top; it's mm-hmm. their third title in four years. Um, so it's been a good uh, it's been a good sports season for uh, the spring teams. I think uh, UP Track Finals are always interesting because they're in Kingsford, so it's a drive, (laughs) but it's, it's the only track from what I was told that has six lanes. So Mm. you can actually fit like all six runners. So it's, uh, it's like the only place in the (laughs) where you can actually really hold it Mm. and be effective. So, but, um, yeah, it's an interesting day. The teams get really amped for it. And sometimes you kind of know going in, how it's going to shake out on who, what teams are going to come out on top. And sometimes there's a surprise. Uh, last year, um, not really a surprise per se, but Nagani ended uh, the Marquette girls' long stretch as UP champions. And uh, people are starting to gain ground at the Marquette boys who are also on this winning streak. Uh, Westwood's having a good year. Uh, Gladstone's having a good year, so there could be some competition there. Uh, Division two is you know Ishming's probably the front runner but uh that's not a guarantee they were a front runner I think like 2 or 2 years ago and uh ended up losing one of the things uh another team won it um so it's going to be an interesting uh It's going to be an interesting day tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I tell you what, I don't think we are going to
0: see any event end in an eight-way tie. And that's exactly what happened at the Scripps Spelling Bee. I can't believe I'm doing this. I told myself I'm not going to bring up the Spelling Bee on ESPN. But you have to. But we are, because it ended in an eight-way tie. They literally went through the entire dictionary. There was nothing left. They went 20 rounds, lasted like three hours. There were eight kids still left. And they say, literally, because we're at a loss for words... You all are champions, and you get the crowd saying everybody gets a trophy and what have you. I'm not trying to be one of those guys, but this is America. We don't tie. We don't tie. This is come on. We got to have a winner. What would it be like if we would have called the NBA playoffs
1: after the first round? There were just eight winners. The W. Well, the WCHA doesn't have ties exactly. Anymore. they have an overtime College period. We eight ties. Yeah, unless you're out East, and apparently <laughs> you, you love ties. If well, we're you're not out East, so but it's yeah it was really bizarre i if there was going to be a tie i would expect like a two person tie mm-hmm. you know but 8 it's like you couldn't whittle it down any further. I mean,
0: they went through the dictionary, but you can't tell me there weren't more words they couldn't spell. Like, they literally
1: ran out of words. Well, here's a thought. You could, like, go back to the ones that you started with and mm-hmm. see if they forgot how <laughs> to spell them. Because if if you've gone through the entire dictionary, you could test them on some of the words you first asked them. Mm-hmm. And let's see if they stumble at that Maybe point. Maybe just got lucky the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. And uh, I just... It's... I won a spelling bee when you I was did. in seventh you were a grade. Champion, yeah, man. it was uh, it was uh, not a national champion by any <laughs> means, but I did win my school spelling bee. I almost made it out of the district spelling bee, um, but it was a uh, it was an interesting event. Um, did you notice the group of kids? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like it was impressive. Like yeah. they were all pretty smart kids oh yeah gotta be to do something like that and the thing is with spelling it's it's kind of like a forgotten talent you uh you know nowadays when you have spell check and grammar check on your documents that you can type up it's like you don't need to spell like words that you know these really obscure words that they get like sometimes there'll be medical terms that even physicians I know have never have never used so it's like it's an interesting talent to have um but yeah it's 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 a talent that's forgotten and maybe some people say it's obsolete anymore so now when you have a situation like this where eight
0: guys are sharing the title what's the solution a few have been kicked around here on ESPN radio throughout the day and I'll share a few of them with you from various shows one is you do kind of like a knockout round thing where you pair the kids off and one of them gets to pick the word the other one has to spell. That's so not a if, bad he, idea. if he gets it right, then the guy who picked the word is out. If he gets it wrong, then he's out. Yeah. It's like dodgeball, but okay. with spelling. Uh, there's that. There's the straight-up Jeopardy buzzer. You say a word, first one to buzz in, get it right, is the winner. Uh, 80% of the fan vote on Twitter during Golik and Wingo, uh, 80% of the vote went to steel cage match. So you
1: put eight kids, eight spellers into a steel cage. One of them comes out. A, a, a <laughs> physical competition in addition to a mental competition. So, uh, that's, that would be an intense way to go about a it. steel cage, Ish- no less. Yes. Although a steel cage is always adding a little extra effect. You know, If you watch Spider-Man, when like Spider-Man mm, took on go. Macho Man Randy Savage, the steel cage had a little extra element yeah, to but it. But he lost a bunch of money from doing that. That he did. he Well, he was, they got a pay cut because he didn't pin the guy in three minutes. He pinned him in two. <laughs> so if one of these kids, yeah. they go
0: in and they beat the living hell out of each other, and then one of them does it two minutes instead of three, they only get $100 instead of the 40000 or whatever was the grand prize divvied between them. But...
1: <laughs> That would hurt. After yeah, all would. that, after all that, get that much of a pay cut. <laughs> I I, I think uh, I did like the knockout kind of yeah. stage thing. Um, you could... I don't know. I, I like my idea where you could go back to the beginning and mm-hmm. see if they still remember it. Or... If you're not about the uh, the dictionary, you could ask them, like, people's names. There you go. And see where it goes from there. Because mm-hmm. those are words. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, I mean, you may have a person with a wacky last name that <laughs> you'll need to spell out someday when you're, you know, in, at your profession. So you could throw that in there, it's too. Matt
0: Grislick, who got suspended the other night for the Boston Bru- uh, excuse me, for the St. Louis Blues, for hitting Matt Grizzly. Not even going to try it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wally Zerbiak. I actually used to know how to spell that. It's like
0: looking at an eye chart. There are so many letters next to each other that aren't supposed to be. I like that. I like that analogy. <laughs> it is like an eye chart. I tell you what, the spelling bee's been going on. Michigan baseball just through the first pitch. They are underway, taking on Creighton in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, Central Michigan, the Chips made it in. They will play later tonight, so we'll keep you updated on Michigan as the tournament progresses. The NCAA baseball tournament underway as of this afternoon. NCAA women's tournament, they're already at the World Series round. Here's an update on them. They will play a couple of semifinals tonight. Keep in mind, it's a double elimination tournament. The women's softball semifinals tonight, and they're both conference matchups. Arizona takes on UCLA. That game will be at 7. And then the nightcap at 9.30. How about this? Oklahoma, the Sooners, play Oklahoma State.
1: The tournament's in
0: Oklahoma City.
1: That could be a raucous crowd. That's going to be a fun well, one. Well, it's always a biased crowd whenever Oklahoma or Oklahoma State's playing. <laughs> uh, you know, because if, if you're the team that has to play them, mm-hmm. you have to overcome like the extreme bias in the crowd and uh, the the crowd noise there too. It's like. Uh, <laughs> It's a technically neutral site, Mm. (laughs) but when two of the best teams in softball are in Oklahoma, (laughs) you're going to have a little uh, biased crowd there. But uh, I love the Women's College World Series. It's always fun. Uh, I watched some of the games yesterday. There are four games. There's going to be two. These are all the winners' teams. Yep. Elimination games start tomorrow. Yep. Yep. and all the Gophers are in there for yes. the first time ever. Uh, kind of fell flat yesterday against UCLA, but they're still alive. It's still mm-hmm. elimination elimination. Um, other teams are in there. Uh, Washington's in there. Bama's in it. Bama's in there. Florida's in it. And uh, I think that's all eight. I'm drawing a blank here. No, <laughs> because we had the four winners. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Alabama, Florida, Minnesota, and
0: Washington. Yeah. The four losers yesterday. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, there we go. It's a pretty good field. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, it uh, just like the College World Series tends to be divided. You get SEC teams, mm-hmm. Big Twelve teams, and Pac twelve teams, basically <laughs> a mix. And then sometimes you'll get a Big Ten team or yeah. like a Big East team that, or an ACC team that gets thrown into the mix. And you know that's the team that everybody tries to get behind. Or they're you know, in the College World Series, there'll be some obscure California Stony team, <laughs> or like yeah, some. Uh, California team like the Irvine Anteaters yep. or the Fullerton Titans and just like... Coastal Carolina a couple yeah, of years the ago. the Chanticleers. And then yeah. win it all. And they win it all. So it's like, it's fun in that element. I'm more intrigued in not necessarily who's favored to win, but what wacky team is going <laughs> to show up and kind of crash the party.
0: There weren't really any of those last year. No. Everyone was pretty well expected to be there. Coastal, by the way, did get beat earlier this afternoon by Auburn, so they're not off to a good start of trying to repeat three years later.
1: <laughs> three years later, get back up there three years Can you later.
0: repeat if it happened three years ago? Is that called a repeat? Yeah. Um Maybe it has to be back-to-back. Be uh, it, it
1: definitely has to be back-to-back, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Either way, Michigan underway, taking on Creighton. They are out in Corvallis, that regional hosted by the defending national champions, Oregon State. They got the last national seed. They are 16th of the 16 national seeds, but still good enough to host a regional, which means that if the seeds hold and they advance – They would play UCLA, providing their seeds hold, and they advance. UCLA this year at 47-8, and the top national seed overall. That's kind of been the kiss of death, though, in the last few years for the uh, NCAA baseball tournament. This isn't even stat of the day. UCLA, as the number one overall seed this year, trying to become the first number one national seed since Miami in 1999 to win the College World Series.
1: Yeah, even if uh, you're considered the best team, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I remember when Arizona State, I think, made the College World Series and were the heavy favorite a few years back, and they got lost two losses right out of the gate. Yep. So they were the first team that was eliminated. So it's, uh, boy, back in the day when Miami was the powerhouse mm-hmm. team, you know, uh, was that the A-Rod days? It might have been the A-Rod. Days. 99, yeah. Yeah, somewhere around then. So it, uh yeah, it's interesting how it switched because it's like sometimes you'll have a heyday, you know, as a baseball team, and mm-hmm. then you'll be falling off for a little bit, and then you'll come back with a big class. And, uh, you know, Texas used to be the big powerhouse. Sorry, uh, yeah, and, Tennessee, they are back in the
0: tournament this year for the first time since 2005, and they made a trip to Omaha that year.
1: Yeah, so it, it, I'm I'm excited to see. Who knows, maybe Michigan can make a deep run that uh will be extremely unexpected i'm excited to see how this tournament plays out i love this tournament we're going to get some great baseball throughout
0: then we'll have 16 teams left standing by the end of the weekend tell you what this is something fun before we go to the break and we get to the nba and the nhl the mlb draft is going to begin monday so even if some of these guys see their teams eliminated before the super regionals they've still got something to look forward to next week do, how big are you as far as saber metrics? Do you like stats like war, WA, wins above replacement? For those who don't know, they are somehow able to calculate how many wins you produce just with your presence in
1: the lineup. Are you a fan of wins above replacement? I, I have mixed feelings about it. I do like saber metrics because mm. you get to see stuff that maybe is below in you know, all the radar that actually has an effect on winning. I mean just watch Moneyball <laughs> and you can see you know how you can you know put together a really solid team based on you know computer statistics um doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win the World Series cuz a lot of things kind of have to go your way mm-hmm. but you can be successful if you just base your team on that and uh so yeah I'm kind of fascinated about it and uh
0: yeah I tell you what, I don't know how they calculate it, how they can calculate somebody's presence being in a lineup directly correlating to wins and losses as compared to somebody else being in the lineup, but somehow they have a system for it. I tell you what, I've got this for you. If we took the stat war and we made an all-time starting nine based on number one overall picks, it's a really interesting list. Here's a list. This is what I have for you. This would be the starting nine based on war of top overall draft picks. Justin Upton, first overall pick in 05. Still around. He would be the left fielder based on war. Ken Griffey Jr. drafted first overall in 87. No surprise there. Highest war out of any center fielder. Maybe a little debate here. Uh, Daryl Strawberry in 1980. Some people wanted Harold Baines. Could have gone either way maybe, but Strawberry
1: had the higher war. Harold Baines isn't even a Hall of or quality (laughs) player. Don't get me started on that. But yeah, (laughs) Strawberry, I see it, yeah. Uh, Third base. Chipper Jones was the
0: first overall pick back in 1990. Yeah. Shortstop, here's where there can be a little debate,
1: because he didn't end his career at this position, was A-Rod. Yeah, um, I see him more as a third baseman than yep. a shortstop, but yeah, I can see it. Played a little shortstop
0: with Texas early on. I had to look up who the second baseman was. 1982,
1: Sean Dunstan. Oh, a former yeah. Cub Sean Dunstan. Looked it
0: up, he played for the Cubs, and... Uh, Made two World Series teams? Yeah. Top
1: overall pick at second base, leading in war all time. Yeah, I remember uh, that uh, the Sean Dunstan Cubs days. He was like right up there with Ryan Sandberg on my favorite players.
0: Adrian Gonzalez, first overall pick in the year 2000, has the highest war of any first baseman drafted number one overall. The, former Red Sox. Yes. And, and former
1: Padre, Harry Jaren Gonzalez.
0: Here's another former Red Sox. Gets the nod at pitcher, David Price. First overall pick in '07. former Tiger. Former Tiger, David Price. Uh,
1: <laughs> no surprise there. Solid pitcher.
0: Here's my favorite one in the list. The first overall pick in 2001. Gets it behind the plate, even though he ended his career at first base. Joe pace. Maurer? Joe Maurer.
1: Yeah. It, uh, I, I'm not... It was always interesting because I didn't think that he would ever finish his career as a catcher because catcher just is brutal on your knees. Mm-hmm. And he's not your stereotypical catcher. He's a taller guy to he be is, a catcher. Yeah. So he's probably more suited for first base. And you can always go back to what if Joe Mauer had actually decided to stick with football instead of <laughs> baseball? Because he was projected to go to Florida State, yeah. you know, and uh, – Potentially, you know, top ten pick in the draft. I think if he, he was good, already committed to Florida State. Yeah, and just decided to go with baseball. You know, obviously made a great living doing that. But it's There's always still a but,
0: lot of people say
1: should have picked. Football, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, even his former coach at Creighton-Durham <laughs> Hall said he should have gone the football route. So I don't know. I always am intrigued by looking at that and saying. I wonder if he actually played football Florida State. Could he have made the NFL? Because he had the stats. Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. So I'll
0: Tell you what, it kind of gives you the Eli Manning vibe, doesn't it? Just kind of looking at his high school picture, I can see a
1: little Eli Manning in him from that. Well, see, can, will he have won two Super Bowls like Eli and I still don't have, know. and still have that dopey look on his face?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though. Doesn't totally surprise me when you break it down that Maurer's on that list. He's always been good defensively, whether it was behind the plate or at first. Always been good there. He hit extremely well for the MVP first about 10 years yeah. of his career. He had about a five-year lull from 2013 to 17. I thought he hit pretty well last year. Not mm. not outstanding, but well enough. He's always been an above-average hitter, really good defender, and as much as we like to say he didn't end his career behind the plate, he technically did caught the last inning yeah, of the did, last. Game. Yes.
1: Who did uh that's a pretty all-around solid lineup. Yeah. Uh I I would not have guessed Sean Dunstan. I would, I, either. I would not have uh Who was the other one we were struggling with? Oh, um, who were we debating about? Strawberry. I think, yeah. I Definitely strawberry. Harold Baines, ugh. no. <laughs> he had a good war. It's, no, no Hall of Famer for Harold <laughs> Baines. Ugh. Oh, we owe you a timeout. After about 20
0: minutes, we're finally going to get to the NBA. That's next in the Sports Pen on espn Check out the UP's
1: live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app.
0: Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Glad that you're with us on this, the
1: final day of the month of May. May kind of flew by. Yeah, it's kind of one of those months that, I think it was because the weather was so bad. Probably. Yeah, just you blinked and it was gone. I thought April dragged. March was fast? Bit. Yeah, March was fast. April dragged, and then May was a blank of a nine. It's Going gone. Pretty quick. Yeah. Tell you
0: what, this is like the, we were talking about starting nines. If we had an all-time starting nine for celebrities' birthdays, <laughs> May 31st would make its case. Here's some of the guys, or at least uh, famous celebrities who were born on this day. Joe Namath, Clint Eastwood, Manny Ramirez, Colin Farrell, Jordy Nelson, Tom Beringer. Dave Roberts and Waka Flocka Flame,
1: uh, but Jake Taylor from Major League <laughs> is on that list.
0: Jake Taylor. <laughs> it's weird that you think your, Tom Berenger's best known role in your eyes is Jake Taylor from Major League.
1: Wasn't a lot of famous movies. Was in Platoon. Yes, and uh, you know, I'll just kind of where I think of. it. Yeah, them. but when you ask people about Tom Berenger, the first thing is Jake Taylor from Major League. <laughs>
0: I tell you what, the NBA Finals happened in Canada for the first time last night. I've got a ridiculous stat that could not be more useless. I'm going to save a little bit later on in the segment. But I tell you what, the Raptors pick up a 118-109 win over Golden State last night, and they take a 1-0 series lead. Tell you what, I think it worked out in everybody's favor. I think that you can walk away from this feeling good. Really everybody involved, you can if you're the Raptors, if you're the Warriors, if you're Drake, if you're more importantly me, because I thought the Raptors would win last night. Now I think the Warriors are going to win four straight.
1: Really? I do. I don't think four straight. I do. I think the Raptors are going to get another win in there. I don't know. I think that I think they get back to um I think if they get back to Toronto, they'll get another win. I just uh I just i don't, I don't think they have the talent to win the series. But Mm -hmm. uh, you know they should be feeling pretty good about themselves. They got the momentum. They got guys that you didn't expect maybe to step up. Did you know? Kawhi didn't have the greatest game last night. No, but he had other people. Have a supporting cast. The crowd is really into it. The the thing for Golden State is you know they're still obviously still in it. I mean you can drop the first game and bounce back and get you know and uh, but. I think it showed last night that there's teams who can keep up with Golden State. The East was much more competitive this year than Mm -hmm. the West was, so the Warriors' era could be coming into an end this year, and wouldn't it be just crazy wacky if the Raptors were the team to end that? What I'm hoping for is that if I'm wrong,
0: I want it to be in Game 2, and I want Toronto to take a 2-0 series lead to Oakland, because how much
1: fun would that be for us? I would be... That's what I hope happens. I'd love it if that happens because then the Warriors, who probably have never been in a panic mode situation, <laughs> um, uh, would be in desperation to win Game Three, and uh, they probably would because they're back in Oakland. But mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm just ecstatic for Canada. They're, uh, you know, for it, it's definitely a ho- Toronto's by far a hockey town, but I right. mean, it's just it's. The Raptors people get behind the Raptors though. I mean if it's not the Leafs, the Raptors are the team and uh they're they've been been embracing them since the mid 90s when they showed up. So yeah, I'm I, I'm glad that they're doing well.
0: They've been waiting almost <laughs> 25 years for a night like this. The Raptors are 24 years old I think.
1: And when Sounds was it right? that the Jays won the World Series of that 93? 92. So they've been waiting a long time for yeah. something like this. Yeah, it uh Well, the Argonauts... I mean, yeah, the Grey Cup's fun, but it's just... It's not the same. And uh, the Leafs haven't won it since 67. So it's like... This is like... Everything, this is Canada's heyday. The Canada hasn't won a Stanley Cup since 93. And it's also the last time the Blue Jays (laughs) won the World Series. So it's like, everybody's behind this. Jurassic Park, which is the area around the arena, people are amped for there. And Drake is probably on an emotional high that he's ever been. (laughs) That's why I say I think it's a good thing for all involved for Drake. Certainly
0: had a lot of fun for the city, for the Raptors, and even for the Warriors. You know, they Got good contributions. Steph had thirty four. Clay, you know, twenty one's pretty good for him. Maybe he could use a little more. And Draymond Green with a double double. Kevin Durant is going to be out again
1: for Sunday.
0: But despite all that, there's no panic. There's zero panic for Golden State right No,
1: now. no. I mean, I, I think if it, if they were to drop game two, then I think they yeah. would start to panic a little bit. And then you got to play the when is is Kevin Durant going to play? <laughs> I think he will. I think he will. May not be fully ready. But if need be, he'll get rushed back. Yeah, because it's just like, I think definitely if they drop game two, they'll practically shove him back onto the court saying, okay, you've milked this (laughs) as long as you possibly can. (laughs) So it's, yeah.
0: Do you think Kevin Durant is cheering for the Raptors in this series? What makes you say that? Because he is so desperate for validation of his legacy that if the Warriors can still win a title without him, what does that say about him? Doesn't that make his uh, championships, his rings, his titles that he won there less
1: valid? Um, I think it does put a little. I, I don't think he's pulling for the Raptors, but I think it just it's a, it's a you know a blow to his image. Like he went to the Warriors to win a title, so you already got people disliking you for that, and then okay now they can win a title while you're sitting on the bench. So that's why <laughs> I think
0: he is a Raptor fan in disguise. He's an undercover okay. Toronto fan.
1: Would he go to Toronto
0: after this, though? He might, if he thinks he can win a championship.
1: I mean, I what if Kawhi leaves and that's where Durant goes? Would he still have that stigma attached to him, you think? It depends on how the series plays so. out. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. I tell you what, update from Corvallis, Michigan, and Creighton. Scoreless, top of the second inning. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Again, the Chips play later tonight. But I tell you what, here is the most useless yet amazing stat. Like... This is shocking, but I have no idea how it relates to any of us or how it could benefit anybody as far as analysis going forward. You tell me if you've ever heard a more shocking yet useless stat than this. Every NBA Finals going back to 1947, which, I don't know, is that 73 when you factor in lockout years and stuff like that? Every Finals since 1947 has had at least one former New York Knick on one of the team's
1: rosters. Hmm. How about that? And considering what a mess the Knicks are <laughs> right now, I bet I bet they were not the first team that came to mind.
0: Uh, Jeremy Lin probably isn't going to play in this series, but he keeps the streak alive because he's on Toronto's roster. Doesn't say they had to play in the series,
1: just as long as one of the two teams in the finals has them on their roster. You know? Holding that uh, Microsoft Surface pad, <laughs> <How about that? laughs> you know. Uh, remember when there was that brief period of time where everybody was on the G- the Jeremy Lin, mm-hmm. you know, Lin anime? yeah, and it lasts like a month, yeah, <laughs> and then it was all downhill from there <laughs> for him. Still, maybe the best player to ever come out of Harvard for that, probably, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, but I tell you what, I don't know if there is that the most useless thing ever because what can you do with that? Like, what do you get from that stat? I'm sure James Dolan would milk that for all it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Look yeah. at the
1: players we produce. Yeah.
0: NBA final at least conference champs every single year Nobody, since forty yeah. seven.
1: Nobody puts more guys Nobody. on the bench <laughs> on the <a> championship roster. <laughs> Nobody than we gets do. rid
0: of players He's who end wh- up going to play for a title better than we do. Exactly. Tell you what, we owe you another timeout. We switch to the ice when we come back in the sports pan on ESPN UP and ESPN UP out.
1: Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app.
0: Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Glad that you're with us. We're going to get to the update here in just a second. Ryan, this has been driving me crazy all day. And you're a smart guy. You want a spelling bee before. I hate to circle back to it (laughs) about 30 minutes later, but this has been driving me crazy. Why do they call it a spelling bee? Like, why the B? I've never learned why that was. Why not just a spelling contest? The spelling championships. Why is it a
1: spelling B? Maybe it adds a little zazz to it. You could have, like, a mascot, you know, in a guy in a B costume or something like that. I don't know, (laughs) help marketed it. Like, tomorrow, you're not going to the UP Track B. You're going to the UP Track Finals. Very true.
0: I'm not going to the softball District B.
1: I'm going to the District... Finals. But wouldn't that be interesting? The yeah. softball district B. Like, where does that
0: come <laughs> from? I put it on Twitter. I was asking my followers, "Do you know why they call it a spelling B?" Eighty-one percent of the audience says no, which means there's nineteen percent of you out there that does know it. And there's no mention of it on the internet that I can find. They talked about it on the lebitard show today. They couldn't find anything about it. Let me know. Somebody, let me know. I need to know. I'm obsessing over this, even though I shouldn't be. <laughs> Tell you what, here's our Sports Center update. The Packers have suffered a major injury in the off season this week. And uh, you know the game knockout, don't you, Ryan?
1: Oh yeah, played yeah. it
0: all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Basketball game. Wednesday night a group was playing knockout on a Lambeau basketball court when new head coach Matt LaFleur tore his Achilles. The first major off season injury for the Packers this year, and it's a coach. Matt LaFleur tears his Achilles playing basketball. He will be having surgery Sunday to repair it. He's going to coach the rest of training camp and OTAs from a golf cart.
1: But you never thought I'd be the coach. No. But, no. you know, isn't it isn't it dangerous these days once you reach a certain age to be playing knockout? He's not that old, though.
0: Yeah. It's like Aaron Rodgers' age.
1: Still, though. Still, I mean, well. I, I feel like... You know, you hear about all the time, guys getting injured in pickup games. You know, it's like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes you take a gigantic risk just by playing basic things once you reach a certain age. The
0: NHL has closed its investigation of Washington Capitol Center Evgeny Kuznetsov after a video taken last summer so uh, surfaced showing Kuznetsov standing beside two lines of cocaine. Kuznetsov des- denied ever using the drugs, but apologized to his fans for, quote, putting himself in a bad situation. Pretty much just means they can't prove that he did it or not, so we're going to let it go. And finally, Tiger Woods' former coach and current golf analyst, Hank Haney, has been suspended from both his serious XM talk show and the U.S. Open radio broadcast after it was revealed that he made racially insensitive comments on air. Haney said that he thought a Korean would win the U.S. Women's Open, even though he couldn't name six Koreans in the tournament. However, Haney mused that if he guessed Lee, and he didn't have to pronounce any of their first names, that he would, quote, get a bunch of them right. Does not take a lot of common sense. No, No, you can't say that.
1: No. No. That's pretty clear. The guidelines are there pretty clear.
0: By the way, Michigan has taken a two nothing lead on Creighton in NCAA tournament baseball action. Two run Jack are in the bottom of the second. Now,
1: you were wondering mm-hmm. about the B. So I looked in. Well, you it, have an I, answer. I googled it. Yeah. It says um, it's never been satisfactorily accounted for. I found it on spellingbee.com. dot uh-huh. com. But it's a fairly old and widely used word that refers to a community social gathering at which friends and neighbors join together in a single activity, usually to help one person or family the earliest known example is a spinning bee in 1769 which was used in print such as in other ones include a logging bee an apple bee but spelling mm, bee heard is of that apparently one. a distinctly american term hmm. so yeah so there you go How about it's, that yeah uh, i
0: feel like if that were true it would have caught on other places maybe it is true i don't know
1: but I'm gonna go with it because that's what the National Spelling <laughs> Bee site is stating. So I bet it's a
0: conspiracy.
1: Uh, yeah, they don't really want you to know what it is. It's the uh, it's the bee lobby. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like the Illuminati.
1: Yeah. I had to make that the, the one nation, work. not work. The National Beekeepers Association there <laughs> is, is secretly pushing towards keeping this. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you've got to get tinfoil hats in here somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you
0: Friday afternoon. Glad to have you along. The NHL Stanley Cup resumes on tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes, it already, does. I should say. In St. Louis. Yes, tomorrow, St. Louis is going to get Stanley Cup Final Hockey for the first time since 1970. They win their first ever Stanley Cup Final game the other night, and maybe the least likely guy scores it in Gunnarsson,
1: but... It was It counts. It works. He rang it off the post yes. like at the end of the third period too. So maybe it was just a matter of time. And he told Greg Baruby I just need one more shot in overtime. Yeah, I'll he lead into that, it. I'll lead in onto it in the funnies. There's a little backstory okay. that goes in there too. So
0: Well I tell you what, Oscar Sunquist will be out for game three. Mentioned that a little earlier for boarding Matt Grizzlick in game two. I didn't think it was an egregious hit to be honest with you. I thought Grizzlick kind of dropped down into his elbow. I don't know if that was intentional because his back was to him, but I don't I didn't see anything egregious about the hit. I thought they made the right call with the 2-minute penalty.
1: I thought so too. Um uh, definitely a penalty, but I wouldn't uh right. I don't think a suspension was needed over that. Mm-hmm. I I've, I've seen far worse stuff, you know, get, you know, ignored (laughs) you know with a non-suspension so that was a bit of a surprise for me um it's a bit of a blow to the blues but uh it's not a a massive one it's not like if uh tarasenko was out or or, or something like that it's uh or alex petrangelo or Uh, something there's a lot of they got a lot of talent that can back it up and uh i'm intrigued to see what it's going to be like in game three i've been to the Enterprise Center, not used to That's calling hot. it that. Uh, it was the Scott Church Center for years, but uh, it's it's a fun atmosphere. The fans get really into it. I wrote about in a column last weekend about what it's like there, the atmosphere, and it's uh, it's gonna be pretty raucous. Yeah,
0: Gloria, Gloria. Yeah. I'm still waiting for Jane Schwartz to break out because if they win this series. Did, He's did you still my pre- Conn Smythe. Yeah, didn't you think he was going to be the Con Smythe? If yeah. they win the series, I think it'll be him. If Boston wins it, I think it'll be Tuca. And it's not a prere- uh, prerequisite that the con Smythe has to be from the winning team. But it's happened it's before. Gonna, yeah. But
1: it, it is gonna. It's, it'll be. It, it's most likely going to happen. But you know, sometimes if you have the impressive stats like mm-hmm. over the course of the playoffs and the finals, you might get it. I just don't. I still remember Jaguar. The Ducks goalie in two thousand three mm. ended up winning the Devils won the cup, but he got the Conn Smythe trophy because he was playing out of his mind yeah. over the course of the playoffs. So. It was
0: like Ben Bishop against the uh, the Blues a few weeks ago. Yeah.
1: It was uh it's a you know, I I thinking it's probably going to be Schwartz too and probably Tuca for the Bruins unless someone really emerges in the next couple of games so I'd but, like
0: to see Schwartz start to break out though because he's been kind of quiet through this final series I'm still pulling for St. Louis I hope they do it uh, but I tell you what they haven't been necessarily good on home ice during these playoffs I don't know why but they've been better away from home
1: that's really strange it is. but I think though I wouldn't be surprised if they surprised Boston to win uh game three it's uh you got the excitement of the finals being back in St. Louis. The fans are really behind it. The crowd's going to be loud. Um, I think there's a lot of momentum by winning game two. And uh, everybody kind of just chalked it up like Boston's going to roll, you know. But St. Louis gave him a great fight in game one. They won game three, game two, in overtime rather quickly, too. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it was like it was over. I'm like, okay, this can going to be a long overtime. and it's over. And I was like, well, that was a cool goal. But (laughs) it's like, I was expecting a little more out of it. But uh, yeah, I think it's, I wouldn't be surprised if St. Louis ends up getting a win in game three. But it's going to be a long series. Some people are thinking, oh, Boston's going to win in five. But I think St. Louis proved last night Mm -hmm. that this isn't going to be a cakewalk. I'd like to see them split and then go back
0: to Boston, where two of the final three, if necessary, would be in Boston. And St. Louis is feeling even more confident because they would have road ice advantage.
1: You never thought you'd feel a team like that no yeah we coined that yesterday here in the sports by the way we're we're working on the trademark yeah yeah why not you can coin it
0: t-shirts and everything with it (laughs) it works (laughs) they're better away from home i don't know why
1: but uh sometimes you have weird stats like that come out like uh you know whether you're at road or at home or like if you know a certain guy is pitching or if you're batting order or something like that, or if a goaltender, you know, is playing goalie in game one, but you switch and then they play better. And you know, there's a lot of wacky stats out there. Who is Boston's backup goalie? I know it's Jake Allen for St. Louis, but who is that for Boston? I cannot even remember. Tuka either. was Tim Thomas's backup forever. Yeah, And, uh, then Jake Allen, wasn't he supposed to be like the guy? Yep. <laughs> like he was, he's like a watered down version of Devin Dubnik. He's pretty good when
0: he's good. When yeah. he's
1: off, he is really, really off. But I remember when the the blues are hyping him up and just like, "Oh, this is the guy. If we're going to win a cup, get behind Jake Allen." And Jake <laughs> Allen has never emerged to become what they were thought they no. like, could think he was going to no. be. But uh And then Jordan Bennington all of a sudden does. Yeah. And uh we'll see how long that holds out though cuz he's He's been good, mm-hmm. but he's had a couple games where he just looks like he completely spaced out out there.
0: I'm waiting to see the top liners for each team really start making noise in this yeah. series.
1: Because it seems like they haven't.
0: You haven't heard a lot about Boston Marchand, top, line Bergeron. Yeah. And then on St. Louis' side, not a lot of Schwartz in this series. Tara has been quiet by his standards. You're not hearing the top lines do most of the damage. You get down to lines three and four... And the depth is showing itself up. I'm waiting
1: to see the top line for somebody emerge. You know, sometimes that's the case in the playoffs, though. There's a lot of teams that where their top line doesn't kind of show up, and they get goals from like the unsung heroes on the roster who maybe get you like five goals a year, but somehow they come alive in the postseason. So. Uh, I think at this point whoever wins the cup is just gonna be happy with whoever does it. <laughs> Granted if your top line finally shows up, and that's gonna give you a better chance to win. But if other guys are playing well, I mean you'll take what you can get. Danner Hoops, Ryan Steag with
0: you, we will take our last time out. Friday funny's next on the Sportsman on ESPN UP. Check out
1: the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If
0: you missed any part of the show, check it out on demand with our free mobile app. You can get it from the Apple live Store or Google Play. Just look up ESPN-UP. Ryan Stieg with me. Tanner Hoops, glad to have you along as we get set to send you into the weekend the way we always do.
1: And that is with the Friday Funnies. Let's start off with Carl Connorson. Carl Connorson. So, yeah, from the Blues. Mm, okay. Who just hit that shot. thought that was Gunnerson, Oh, well, for some reason it's says Can't Connerson. read your writing? Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I, I messed it up. My there you bad. go. All yeah. right. Yeah. I, I made a C instead of a G. My bad. Anyway, uh, his teammates call him Boom Boom mm. uh, because his shot is so weak. Um, <laughs> I, so in the third period, did you hear about the incident in the bathroom? No. So Craig Berube... Goes into the bathroom after the third period, you know, because sometimes it needs to happen during a Mm -hmm. game. Goes in the dressing room, stands by the urinal, and Gunnarsson shows up in full gear, stands next to him, and says, Coach, I just need one more shot. So that's where he said it. Uh, Okay, all right. In the bathroom. And he got it. (laughs) Made a promise in a in at the urinal. Alex Petrangelo, when asked about it, said that's not really a place to have a conversation no. like that. But you know, I'm going to believe that it happened is what he said. Okay. So, um, he said also I wasn't there waiting for it. You know, listening <laughs> in on the situation. So I'm just going to take everybody's word for it. But so there you go. Carl Gunnarsson's goal was came because he asked for another shot at the urinal at the urinal how about that uh, yeah you bother coaching up he'll, I, I, he'll I, I, I don't know a lot of people who are that talkative in the bathroom but apparently carl's a chatterbox not I a guess. <laughs> when people are
0: chatty when you're at the urinal but, tell you uh, what here's a. oh no go ahead oh keep going i had uh something special that i was gonna accent the funnies with this week oh at the urinal no <laughs> That one specifically. <laughs> no. I've got a couple of famous laughs I want to accent okay, this with. Okay. And I want to get your opinion on who has the better laugh. Okay. Kawhi Leonard or Andrew Luck? Probably Kawhi Leonard. Le- well, let's find let's out. let Let me play the audio for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, it's uh, everybody. There's a lot of guys with unique laughs that you wouldn't think would have that kind of a laugh, mm-hmm. and uh, but that's exactly what I picture Andrew Luck's laugh being without even hearing. Well, it. Well, the guy is from Stanford, and he's a, kind of a genius kind of guy. He's mm-hmm. very odd in a lot of ways. So. Vanilla. He has a flip phone. So is my boss.
0: Does he really? Yeah. How about that? Steve has
1: a flip phone. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like to adapt to technology. Literally, like two people left in the world who have flip phones. Yep, he's one of them. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Uh, So remember when uh, the Raptors, we were talking about them and their list of team names? Mm -hmm. Well, someone was digging into the Toronto Stars, you know, coverage from back in the 90s. And how they got the name Raptors was the Toronto Star asked fans to submit names into the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And there's a wide variety of names. And the owners narrowed it down to 10. Mm. and you could vote by phone and call them the Toronto Star hit a touch tone hit the hit the no- series of numbers it was like 42286 or something for your specific you know name you wanted and you know the owners narrowed it down to three teams and the raptors ended up winning uh, mm. but some of the team names the thunder ducks yes the whiskey jacks and this one made it into the top 10 and it's so Dumb, but it's one of those things that's so dumb, it's awesome. Uh, ever you ever see one of those things? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is so stupid, but it makes you laugh. I watch movies like that. Yeah. Yeah. The T-Rex. Oh, jeez. They were going to supply it as... Saurus rex oh boy that's it's, they it, could, be good it, marketing. it's dumb but it's <laughs> like it's funny at the same time because
0: it's those like those are my favorite kind of movies things that are really stupid it, it, you know what and it's for that reason mm-hmm, you know how mm-hmm. speed 2 is one of the worst sequels of all time yeah they consider it i would rather watch speed 2
1: than the original speed really
0: yeah
1: because it's so dumb kind of yeah i mean it, but and i like movies on boats it's a genius Name. They didn't get picked, gotten into the top 10. Mm-hmm. The top finalists were the Dragons, the Bobcats, and the Raptors, and the decision was made by the club and league officials, so the Raptors became a team. And all because of Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park movie was a hit at the that's time. That's right. It yeah. was about that time, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's what got, and hence where the T Rex thing came from, too, is everybody was still high on the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. That's where the Raptors came into play. It seems kind of weird nowadays, but, you know. <laughs> The Raptors are in the finals, so oh, there you they go. should have kept going with the dinosaur themes. I would have liked to have
0: seen, you know, because they used to have the raptor on the jersey. Yeah, I want to see it with those, like you know, those spitting lizards. I don't know what they call the Dilophosaurus. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, is that the one with like his the neck frill? Style? Yeah, the pops
1: out. Yeah. yeah, you could have one of those yeah. right. The Toronto yeah. spitting lizards. That works. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what Vancouver should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan likes Andrew Luck last. There we go. Um, Rob Palenka, Lakers GM, apparently is known for wacky stories. Have you heard what he did? Oh, yeah. ESPN wrote a profile of the absolute mess that the Lakers are in right now. Mm -hmm. And Rob Palenka told a story to his team about how Kobe had a conversation with Heath Ledger. Rob said that Kobe was so impressed with Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight and his portrayal of the Joker that he wanted to meet... Heath Ledger and find out The secret to what made him so Locked into the character to create a memorable Role and Kobe was Going to apply that Spirit and that locked in ability To a game that night Then people pointed out to him That the movie came out in July Of 2008 and Heath Ledger Died in January of 2008 (laughs) So there's no possible way That they could have met So Rob Palenka made up a story that doesn't make any sense. So if you want any more evidence how much of a mess the Lakers are, <laughs> there's the perfect description for you. Uh let's See what else we got here. Um you know, do you ever notice how some people eat their food really weird? You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, like You see photos of people who eat Kit Kat bars, but they don't break it up. They just eat it, Mm -hmm. like, in two bites, and Mm -hmm. it looks disastrous. I think (laughs) one of the Kardashians did that once, and people made fun of her on social media. Well, the Mets' Todd Frazier Mm. showed a photo of him eating chocolate chip pancakes. See? They look good. And then they do the second shot, and... It looks like he eats them like you'd eat a pot pie. There's like a gigantic hole in the middle of the pancakes, and he leaves the outer edge. I've never seen someone eat pancakes that way. Everybody just starts at the edge and moves to the middle, but it's like it's like one of those guys who just wants to let the world burn. <laughs> like I create massive chaos whenever I eat. And but that's Todd Frazier. I've never seen someone eat pancakes like that. Uh, by the way, quick note: uh, this. Could be a funny. Uh,
0: the Laker, excuse me, the Clippers. While we're talking about Los Angeles mm-hmm. basketball, uh, the Clippers were just fined fifty thousand dollars by the NBA for violating league's anti tampering laws. Doc Rivers compared Kawhi Leonard to Michael Jordan, so the league fined him fifty thousand dollars. Call it tampering.
1: Nice. How about that? That's another Clippers That's mess kind of thing. <laughs> uh, okay, so someone pretended. To, there's a guy on Twitter who pretends to be Diamondbacks broadcaster Steve Berthaume. Mm. And he managed to convince a family of fans that they could visit the Fox Sports Arizona booth during the game. Mm. Security was somehow swayed by this. And the family showed up in the press box, shocking Steve and his partner, <laughs> wondering what's going on. Mm-hmm. They had a brief chat, but the crew's completely puzzled by what's going on, and it's all because they filled, the fans fell for a Twitter hoax. <laughs> now, there's a lot of trolls on Twitter who like to play games, but I didn't think that would oh, happen. That's terrible. Oh, it's, a, it's a terrible thing, but it's, it's funny <laughs> at the same time. The fun police was out again. Mm. Um... With the Pirates and the the Reds the other day, Derek Dietrich, who is just on a tear, you know, hitting home runs and all that. He's got a reputation for he likes to admire them Mm -hmm. when they go out before he does his trot. Well... A Pirates broadcaster was so upset over this, he appeared on a radio show and doesn't think that Derek is established enough as a player to be able to do that. And his gran- Derek's grandfather was a minor league coach at the Pirates, and the broadcaster said that his grandfather would be rolling in his grave and embarrassed of his grandson. Now, what kind of gall does that take to say, like, a dead guy <laughs> would be embarrassed of his grandson? How would you know that? A little bit of background. You're speaking
0: about John Wayner. He was a backup catcher for the majority of his career. He only hit four home runs throughout his MLB career. And he did win a World Series with the Mm -hmm. Florida Marlins back in 97. That's not why they were talking about him on the Dan Lebitard show earlier today, because... John Weiner, the real name of Stu Gatz, who co hosts the show, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Stu Gatz pretended to be John Weiner. John Weiner, John Weiner, he pretended to be him during 1997 and got away with it. Well, all right.
1: Stu Gatz is like the mischievous nine year old we all wish we could be. <laughs> So, Don't you wish you could have, like, a nationally syndicated show that you could just <laughs> create kind of wacky stuff like that? And, like,
0: sports, even though you're on ESPN Radio, sports is maybe fourth out of the list of things you talk about?
1: Yeah. I love that show. So I'm going to end it with this note okay. because I think this could last a little bit. So Gabrielle Union, who is an actress, is married to Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. She's famous, you know, from the uh, the Bring It On movies, she was in that, and uh, she's on some sh- cop show on Charter Spectrum that they're putting out with Jessica Alba. So she was on James Corden's show, I don't know if you've ever seen it, James no. Corden's show, okay. So, and she's talking about there, and she and she mentions how Dwayne Wade has gotten completely out of touch now that he's retired. Hmm. Like... She said he started off coming in the league, he didn't have a whole lot of money, but now he's made so much money and been so isolated in his little world that the most common things these days perplex him. Like she said, he thought milk was like $20. Hmm. And like Old Navy's clothes is just, he goes, where did all these shorts come from? I've never seen these before. (laughs) And she's like, this is what Old Navy is. And a car wash. He'd never understood what a car wash was. Probably had a guy
0: for that. Yeah.
1: And that just blows his mind. He had never been to a veterinarian before. He has a ton of dogs, but they've never been to a vet Apparently never got sick or anything? Yeah, yeah. So he's never been to one before. And these are like, he's so the littlest of things just blow his mind. So James Corden suggests that she take him to Target and say, like, I'm planning a fantastic afternoon. (laughs) We're going to Target where, you know, there's these magical appliances there that you've never seen before, and watch him just be amazed by, like, a mixer (laughs) or something like that. If they got separated and he was on his own, he'd be, like, a three-year-old looking for his mom. And just be amazed that there's Starbucks in a Target. (laughs) Like... What is this discount story is a mcdonald 's in
0: the walmart of
1: about forty one like it's it 's the like the littlest of things and it 's almost like he's been in a coma <laughs> or like he like got kidnapped and was hidden in a cave or something like that for 10 years. A lot of people to do this for him when he was a pro yeah, athlete. But like, you see that all the time, like presidents after they leave office, mm-hmm. like see like the littlest of things. I mean, George HW Bush was amazed by a, a scanner at a grocery <laughs> store. I mean, it was just like, they're so out of touch. It's just the littlest of things are amazing to them. And, uh, So Dwayne Wade thought milk was about $20, had never heard of Old Navy, doesn't understand a car wash. That was a whole new concept to him. Never been to a veterinarian despite having a ton of dogs. And just so the littlest of things just blow his mind these days. So you could have a lot of fun with him with little things.
0: I'm surprised Gabrielle Union's not that out of touch because she's still active in her career.
1: Yeah, she's, uh, but she actually goes out in public and, like, <laughs> does shopping and stuff like that. She's, like, been in commercials. She, like, you know, she's out interacting with people because apparently Dwayne Wade was, like, in his own little world or something. I would have never guessed. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, so uh, it's like he was kidnapped by aliens <laughs> and taken to, like, a far off planet and then plopped him down <laughs> after, like, a long time and said, See what amazing things you can spot. So. Now him and LeBron are going to get to watch their kids play high school basketball together. Yeah, and his kids can explain to him <laughs> these new things like, I don't know, cable TV or something like that. Uh, well, I'm
0: sure they don't have cable at the White house. Yeah,
1: you know, but like stuff like that. What is this Netflix you speak <laughs> I don't know. That's a fu- I thought I'd end it on that note because it's funny. Uh, Michigan has added
0: another run. They lead 3 0. They are going to the fourth. They are looking for the upset bid over Creighton. That is it for us. We are officially at the weekend. Appreciate you, as always. Have fun tomorrow with the UP Track Finals. I will. Long day ahead of me. We'll see you next week, and we will see you on Monday, same time and place. Thanks for listening to SportsPen on ESPN-UP. I'm Tanner Hoop signing off on WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette. <laughs> <laughs>